Welcome to this marketing edition of B2B Nation, part of the Technology Advice Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have Rand Fishkin, the Wizard of Moz, and this episode was recorded live on site at Content Marketing World. So now we'll take it live from there. How, how are you doing? How's the, the show going so far? You just presented. Uh, I would love to hear just a quick sort of 30-second uh, synopsis of uh, your presentation and how it went. Woo. 30 seconds. That's going to be that's going to be impressive. All right. So uh, basically, I talked about um, the future of some ranking signals, particularly around how Google is going to be looking at content in the future uh, and showed some examples of why they might be doing these things today. But a big part of that is uh, talking about the use of machine learning and deep learning to identify content that solves searchers problems that uh, receives high engagement, that gets good amplification. Um, and you know, Google has been making these sorts of strides for a long time, but I think we're, we're facing the possibility and even the probability that links might not be the overwhelming and only signal uh, in the future that matters, and that's gonna change a lot of what we do for SEO. And do you do you foresee this sort of like two? You explained it as sort of like two systems. So you have the the Google side and then sort of like the person side. Do you, do you foresee this as being the uh, predominant like search mechanism for the foreseeable future, or do you think we'll go more into machine learning over the next five to ten years? Yeah, I mean, I think that Google is clearly a company that's focused on deep learning and ML. Uh, I would say that. Uh, it's not going to be in the next two years that we see classic factors go away in any sense. And who knows, but maybe they never will. Uh, it'll just keep building on itself. So the, you know, the algorithm could simply become um, more flattened and you'll have to focus on a variety of signals in order to rank well and perform well, rather than just sort of hammering on you know, keywords and links and expecting that to produce all your gains. Absolutely. And uh, just to sort of shift a little bit to the conference, how would you relate SEO to content marketing? Is it a, a younger brother? Like what, what sort of, what would the metaphor be for you? I think of it as a distribution channel, right? So if uh, content marketing is a train, SEO is the rails, right? And, and right now, uh, SEO, as far as content goes, is the largest rail system, right? The most deeply connected, it drives somewhere north of you know, seven billion searches, which probably produce around 12 or 13 billion uh, visits every day, and that's just Google alone. Um, you know, social media is still probably about a fifth that size, all in. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, everything. Um, we spend a ton more time with those platforms, with Facebook and with Twitter, et cetera, than we do with Google because Google is a, I search and I leave Google. You know, Facebook is, I stay on Facebook and I browse pictures of my friends' kids, right? And the, I think the big difference is Facebook, when it comes to driving traffic externally, right, to articles, to websites, it's very challenging uh, versus Google, which is entirely centered on getting someone to this location that they want to find information about. Gotcha. And yeah, I mean, just in terms of getting someone to that location, um, I feel like there's so many new and exciting like ways of content out there. So for us, we're, we're focusing predominantly like on video and we're trying to rank all of our videos, um, not only in Google, but in YouTube as well. But how do you sort of see things like video and, and podcasts, for example? Do you see those those different sort of pieces of content playing into uh, Google's algorithm? So for example, do you think like a SoundCloud clip could eventually you know, increase in the way that it's ranked or, or I guess other pieces of content like that? I think it's possible, but uh, it's challenging, right? So the thing about any given media format is it has to be, especially to do well in Google, you have to be as universally applicable as possible. And so 
Uh, I think the thing about it is people go to YouTube looking for videos. They go to SoundCloud looking for audio. They go to, you know, whatever, the iTunes store, and they look for podcasts. But when they go to Google, they're looking for, get me this information as quickly, as efficiently as possible. And so unless they're performing a search that you have high confidence is probably them seeking out a video, like, you know, how to tie a bow tie. They probably do want an instructive video, right? Like, that's the perfect time to serve that up. But if they're looking for, um, you know, uh, best plumber in Cleveland, like, no, they, yeah. they don't want to see a video of you walking through like, oh, I interviewed three plumbers in Cleveland and asked them for their, no, like, yeah. wrong. If it's how to fix a drain pipe yourself at home with just a wrench, okay. Like, now maybe we're onto something. Yeah. Maybe a video would make sense embedded on a page that also has illustrations and diagrams and text. But I'd be cautious about trying to, you know, fit a square peg into a round hole. Definitely. And, and what do you think so far at this conference, what do you think will be sort of the, the trend? What's sort of like the biggest, like most exciting thing right now in terms of content uh, from your perspective? Um, I think people are, I think people in the content world are focused on two things uh, very heavily. One is being more strategic with their content rather than just throwing things against the wall and seeing what sticks. And that is because uh, I, I think that's because of trend number two, which is a fear of content overload. Um, and so folks are trying to break through that with measurement tools. Um, they're trying to break through it with lead capture and uh, the ability to actually track the visits that they do get um, and turn those into paying customers. And then they're, all, they're trying to break through it with a more strategic approach to content. Um, I think we hopefully are getting towards the end of the content purely as a tactic. You know, everyone just oh, I'll, I'll make a blog and I'll throw things against it and look how many people consume content on the internet now because it, it's getting so hard to ha stand out in that crowd. Yeah, I, I feel like that's sort of too, it, it, a lot of the speakers this morning, you know, talked about in terms of the trough of disillusionment. Like we're sort of getting, we, we've gone through the curve and we've gone over the hump. So um, one final question for you. Uh, how many people have copied uh, whiteboards since you? How, how much of a whiteboard like trend have you started? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know that it's been that huge yet. We've copied you. Uh, we've done a couple. Um, yeah, I've seen, I mean, I've seen probably, you know, a few dozen out there, but I, thankfully, you know, whiteboard uh, videos have not become like the new uh, blog post or anything, which is good because I think it, it's, it's much better if it stands out from the crowd uh, rather than becomes something everybody does. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rand, for joining me. This has been awesome, man. Yeah, my pleasure, Josh. Thanks for having me. Of course. Also, thank you so much to our listeners for following along. To find out more about B2B Nation, including our IT and HR edition, check out our website, technologyadvice.com. Lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.